Hi, I'm Carly Zakin. And I'm Danielle Weisberg, and we're the co-founders of The Skim. So welcome to our podcast, Skimmed from the Couch, presented by Dunkin' Donuts. On every episode, we invite smart, inspiring, successful women to chat candidly about what it takes to get to the top and what it's like once you're there. So this is a podcast about the real stuff, the bad days, the bad advice, the first big career win, the people who are there for you, the people who are not, the highest of highs, the lowest of lows. We started the skim from a couch and we only have one rule on this couch, no BS. So before we introduce you to our guest, we want to introduce you to our new favorite coffee from our good old friend, Duncan. Right now, they have these Girl Scout cookie-inspired flavors. And you love cookies. I love cookies. We all know that. But in case you're not a Thin Mint person like me. You have other options, like a coconut caramel. Or I know you actually will really like this, peanut butter cookie. That's my favorite. I know. I'm so excited. Thanks, Duncan. Can't wait to try it out. So today, we are joined by Jenny Fleiss. Hi. 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 Jenny Fleiss, co-founder of Rent the Runway, now is running uh, Code 8, run by Walmart. Uh, we're so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. And to know you guys. It's been fun. Well, I'm excited I think to know you. I, I remember meeting you for the first time and wanting to meet you for so long. I've been Aww. such a fan of Rent the Runway and going, I mean, making the decision to start our own company, you were a huge inspiration. Oh, thank you so much. Well, I remember meeting you guys and feeling that you reminded me so much of me and my co-founder and that we were just a couple years ahead. I'll kind of be kind to myself from an age perspective. <laughs> we're like, we're a couple years ahead. And so that what we had learned could be pretty applicable. Um, I also remember that we were both on the same time schedule because I just had a baby and you guys were like having the skim baby. So we were yes. both up at like Weird 4 a.m. And then I going know. back to sleep at 9 a.m. or something. And you were the only person that we were like, oh, we feel like we have a newborn. And you were like, no, I get it. Yeah. Everyone else <laughs> like, we told, they were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> that is what it's like. Yeah. You're kind of prepared. So you started Rent the Runway after meeting Jen at Harvard Business School. Yep. What was the hardest part about actually getting it off the ground? Oh my goodness. Some of it was like, I'm pretty risk averse. So actually taking the plunge to give up on like a job that I had secured that was an actual salary and full-time job. It was like an exciting job. It was at a startup. I was excited about it. And so the idea of not having really a salary or just taking that jump was a big deal. That's probably the hardest thing, like so convincing myself. It's funny because when you hear you say risk adverse, like we get asked all the time, you know, you guys are risk takers, you quit your job, you started something. And I, we both are like, no, I'm not a risk taker at all. Yeah. And I feel like that's one of the things that we've really connected with you totally. about is that you also like, you, you're really careful with how you take risks, but yeah. yet you took the biggest risk of all, which was not going down a traditional path and starting a business. Yeah. Um, so how, I mean, what do you, what do you feel when people say to you that, you know, you really are good at risks? Like, how do you, yeah. how do you combat that? Well, so someone, one of my mentors actually recently said to me that entrepreneurs, the reason why you are actually very risk averse when you're an entrepreneur is because it means you're only, like, you're trusting yourself. You are responsible mm-hmm. for your own outcome and destiny. So at the end of the day, if you're like a controlling person who's like, I want to control my outcome and destiny as yeah. much as possible. Be an entrepreneur because that's like kind of as risk averse as you can get. So maybe there's a truth in that yeah. as well. Um, and then I think there's a really healthy element um, that comes from being risk averse when you're starting a company because it forces you to put checks in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a world where everyone's so focused on like hyper growth and numbers, it also makes you think about the bottom line probably yeah. in a way that I think is really just healthy as good business sense. What did you think was the biggest skill that you brought in starting a company? Was it the fact that you were 
had was like that. the get shit done. It was like, how do we get from point A to point B? Jen was always this big, like, I'm gonna land and walk on the moon. And I was like, okay, here's how we get there. And it was like often just one foot in front of the other, one step at a time. And I think that's a really healthy, nice compliment of you need to be dreaming and thinking really big, but having that practical, what's the timeline? How do we get there? What resources do we need to be able to make that happen? What are you really bad at? God, I'm really bad at, I don't know, a lot of stuff. Um, I'm so impatient. Like I'm really bad at being patient and it could be anything. It could be waiting online. It could be like waiting for my kid to tie their shoe. And sometimes at a startup that results and like, I'm just going to do it myself, which is like what you don't want to happen because you need to teach the fisherman how to fish. But yeah, that's the hardest for me. It's a New Yorker in me. Yeah. So from like a consumer perspective, uh, perspective, and you know, we were rent the runway consumers well before we ever knew you personally. We were, uh, we are, it looked like an overnight success. It looked like it was like, here are two really smart women that went to business school, had a great idea and they figured out how to get people to give them money and they, they took off. When you, and, and we know because people say this to us all the time, you make it look so easy and we're like, uh, no, it's, it's not, not easy. Yeah. So I know that it's like annoying and insulting almost to hear that. But, but I think, I mean, it's people see our Instagram feed, right? Like, mm-hmm. or you see the, the company social, part. which yeah. you curate. Like we curate to look a certain way. Yeah. And you see the press that you curate to look a certain way when you do those. So yeah, it's like a duck swimming on the yeah. water and you're paddling fiercely underneath. But yeah. yeah. When, so when you think back to those days, like especially in the early days, what was, what was the worst day? Oh God, what was hardest? Well, so first of all, it's all about sales. Like I think there is always this element that mm-hmm. is very important of like whether you're selling to press or an investor or a new hire. Right. Like, it always has we this like, cheers. oh, cheers. Cheers. cheers, cheers, yes, yeah. You always need to feel like you're kind of in control of the situation and you get to kind of deal with the, that crap. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had some really bad days. The day that I remember being the worst, we were on a college road trip meaning that it was me, Jen, and Brooke, who was one of our first hires, in a minivan that we had, like, wrapped with Rent the Runway branding, like, ourselves. Um, it was, like, decals. And we were driving somewhere in the South, going to, like, UNC, University of South Carolina, like, all these sorority schools, hanging with sorority college girls, mm-hmm. and started getting phone calls that our whole operation was blowing up, and they were just starting to send out random dresses to random oh customers. And we were like, what? Whoa. Because yeah. at the end of the day, that customer interaction yeah. is like, what's precious? And had we been there, what if we were, in theory, we were like, well, we would have been finding those dresses yeah. and like hustling and like finding a better way to get it done. So uh, it happened to be my birthday, which contributed it to it mm-hmm. being like very, even even worse. And we wound up getting back and like needing to fire our entire logistics team. Wow. Well, yeah, our entire how many logistics people was that? team. What was that? It was like? basically like three people. Like at that yeah. point, yeah. it wasn't yet yeah. huge. And but, maybe there were two more junior people like that we kept on. Three people is an entire team. Yeah, I mean, like we need, to, and we yeah. need to ship out orders. It's not like you're yeah. like hiring, I don't yeah. know, someone on your marketing team and you can right. like live for a little bit. Those orders have to go out. Which automatically, I know, fell to me because I was always the firefighter. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like that was my role. Right. And it's like, if I'm going to be the get from point A to point B person, well, when stuff falls out, I need to fix mm-hmm. that. So on my birthday, I just drove straight back to the office, went to our you know warehouse at the time with racks of dresses, yeah. and started running the warehouse. And wound up doing that for like the next two and a half years. Wow. Wound up loving it, learning a ton, and building out a whole new team. Mm-hmm. That day sucked, and my husband had, unbeknownst to me, planned a surprise birthday party for me that night. And kept asking me, kept calling, like, so when do you think you're going to be home? Do you think you're going to be home? And I was like, 
don't fuck, like, don't yeah. bother me because right. I was so stressed and uh, like I wasn't happy that I was yeah. doing this on my birthday. And meanwhile, he was just trying to like oh, let people no. know if he should cancel, which we did. Um, Wait, so, so. On, on that point, because I think that that story says a lot. One, that you were put into something that you ended up loving, but yes. like you were firefighting, you ended up there for two and a half years. Um, I think the other thing is just the life of being an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. And do you, the story about your birthday, what was your support system along the way? Did you have friends? And I mean that seriously. Yeah. Like I think yeah, one yeah. of the first things to go when we started the company was not being able to go out yeah. because we weren't making any money or not being able to have the time to actually go to dinner or go out on a Saturday because yeah. you're so depleted. Well, I think, so one thing we have in common is like you guys have each other, you have mm-hmm. co-founders. I also started the business with a co-founder who is a friend as well. And we very quickly built a team Mm -hmm. who we were spending so much time with and we all really got along. And it was other women who were our age in a similar moment in life. And there are still people who I've built these authentic friendships with. So I had that. And then the other thing, which I think is nice and and really important is I have really long standing friendships. So I grew up in New York. I still live here. My best friends from age three still live here. Mm -hmm. We see each other at least once a month. Now that's not that much. But they are yeah. always there yeah. for a phone call. We send each other funny texts, and I've always had that. So on that day, when you're like, shit is hitting the fan. And they were like all at my surprise did birthday you, party yeah. celebrating like, without me. Did you me. call your husband, your sister, your friends? Who did you call? I was like calling no one. I was calling our customers because yeah. I needed to get right. freaking orders yeah. out the door. And I don't even know if I had a moment to ever slow down and cry to someone about it. We have a lot more to talk about with our guests, but before that, we wanted to first tell you a few more things about our partner, Dunkin' Donuts. One of the reasons we are so happy to be partnering with them is, yes, they keep us caffeinated and they celebrate entrepreneurs, but they also have this amazing new coffee out now that is really special on a lot of different levels. From now until May, they're bringing you all of your favorite Girl Scout cookie-inspired flavors into a legit cup of coffee. That is magic. They've got Thin Mints, Coconut Caramel, and Peanut Butter cookie flavors that has my name all over it. And the reason we love it is because we really love Girl Scout cookies. And honestly, who doesn't? So what the Girl Scouts stand for, it is the largest girl leadership organization in the United States and helps girls learn the entrepreneurial skills to be the next business leaders. And of course, we can't say how much uh, that means to us to hear that. So maybe we need to get some Girl Scouts on here as guests for our next season. Oh, I would love that. That's a great idea. In the meantime, before the next season, go get some Dunkin' coffee. Do you remember the first time you ever cried about work at Run the Runway? Oh, my God. I think um, there's definitely been a lot of times. (laughs) But, like, one thing that was really demoralizing, we hired an external tech agency to start. And Jen and I didn't have technology experience. We didn't have logistics Mm -hmm. or fashion experience. Um, And we weren't really getting the results that we would have expected. And after a while, probably longer than it should have taken, I went to Montreal, which was their home base, and realized that it was meant to be seven people that we were, like, paying for to build our website. It's, like, one and a half people. They, like, came in at noon. You know, it was not there. I didn't even know what to do. And, like, we had paid them this big initial check. And so there were a lot of tears involved in that moment. And I tried to be the tough one in front of them. But back at the hotel and on the phone with Jen, there was like a lot of tears. I think, you know, one thing that comes to mind is like, there was also so many moments that I like cried to Jen or people on the team about other things in my life. That's how close we also became that like work and life really converged in a way that I think was really special. I think that kind of has to happen, right? Because when you're running an early stage company, it is your life to some degree. You have a real life. Yeah. So I I try. I think one of the things that I'm so amazed by, and you give me a lot of hope, 
is you have three kids. Thank you, yeah. And, and you had them while you were in the middle of starting up Rent the Rock. Yeah, they're startup babies. Yeah, how, do you, how did you do that? Let's see. So first of all, like there's never a good time. Mm-hmm. I, I firmly believe that about really most things in life. Mm-hmm. So I often speak and mentor young women who are like, I want to have a baby or I want to get married or I want to start a company, but I can't do that until I go to business school and get married and have a baby and then I'll do it. I'm like, mm-hmm. you don't have a clue. Like what if yeah. none of this happens or what if it takes you two years to have a baby right. and you wait? That's going to be annoying too. It's like you've got to live life and yeah. you've got to drive forward. And sometimes that means like I am in a crazy moment in life right now. And sometimes that's going to mean that there are pockets of just chaos that you would never plan for. Yeah. Like no crazy person would plan so for. So in the throes of that chaos, like I'm imagining right now, you are, you know, you're basically running a new startup. Yeah. You've got a ba- brand new baby at home. Yeah. So like I'm, I'm picturing you, I'm like, you probably are exhausted running the startup. It's crazy. You have a husband you have a great relationship with and you've got, you know, baby crying and then two kids that want your attention. Yeah. And you look really good. And you look great. Yeah. So... In those, I have my brother and sister are getting married. And your brother and sister getting married, and you work out a lot. Like you really do take care of yourself. So in those moments of chaos, like what do you do? do are you someone who yells? Do you lose your temper? Do you cry? Are you like no one speak to me? Like how? Okay, do you so respond? a few things come to mind. First of all, it's like I feel like I've embraced. I'm a person who thrives in chaos. Like mm-hmm. I've always just been. Like I am a natural state of chaos. I will yeah. create chaos when it doesn't exist. So like. If I am on vacation and nothing going on, I will still wake up early and work out and like try to like read a million, like do too much stuff. Like it is very hard for me to just mm-hmm. relax. Mm-hmm. Um, then I have these moments where like I'll sleep all weekend. So right now yeah. I'm in this moment where I like frantically run all day, Monday through Friday yeah. and do everything I need to do. And then like I sleep a ton on the weekend. I nap, I sleep in, like whatever mm-hmm. I can do. Um, working out is important to me. It actually yes. gives me energy. Startups give me energy, like whether it's mentoring and advising and working with startups yeah. or my own, like I add hours to my day because it's exhilarating and I feel like I'm doing something enjoyable and fun and making a difference. I love that. I love what you said about sleep because I think <laughs> that's something Sleep's that important like, to me. It has it's, to happen sometimes. It's important. Like we are not entrepreneurs that like are the people that can survive off of five hours of sleep. Totally. We've had to do that. Yeah. We've had to survive off of like three hours of sleep yeah. for large stretches of time. And I think uh, we try our best to get sleep because yeah. we know that we are not our best if we don't. But it's something that gets glorified. I and I think like a lot, a lot is changing and the conversation's changing. But yeah. I think it's just thinking about your life. Like, yeah. Hearing you talk about sleep, I think, is a really important thing. Uh, like, to me, sleep and working out are really imp- Like, some of it comes to knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. Or, like, and even though things evolve and change throughout life, there are certain things that, like, are who you are that don't change that much. Like, I've always needed to work out every day. I've always needed a ton of sleep. And so it's, like, how can you work your life around making sure that that happens? And, like, mm-hmm. other stuff can compromise but like you kind of have to pick those foundational yeah. things that let you be your best. What self. do you think is like the biggest sacrifice you've made to do all of this? Like to make sure you have sleep, make sure you work out. The one that probably like I take the most seriously and matters is like time with your kids and time yeah. with your kids when they're little because like you don't get that back. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like a reality that um, I am my best and happiest self when I'm working a crazy amount. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's quality over yeah. quantity. So like I kind of go back to that. Um, but there are times when, like, I miss things or I give myself guilt over feeling that mm-hmm. I miss things. I definitely have pared down on really any evening social stuff. But I don't really care that much, honestly. Yeah, like, yeah. it's never, or at least this point in my life, it's not something I, like, I'm so sad about or yeah. that I miss. Um, and, like, I would rather not go out on a Saturday night so that I could have those extra two right. hours the next day with my kids. Yeah, right. But that's a choice I made. I don't do a lot of networking stuff mm-hmm. that I think would be fun or interesting at yeah. nights or conferences. 
Um, oftentimes, like, they're hit or miss. They can be amazing. You can be yeah. sitting next to someone who's great, and you're like, yes, that was perfect. But that's 10% of the time max. So and I'll go to the cocktails. It's also, like, awkward about, like, well, how do you leave? What's yeah. the exit strategy? I tell people yeah. I can only go to cocktails. Is that what you do? Like, we're having, always looking for our exit strategy. Yeah, but having kids is a really great exit strategy. Like, my nanny has to leave. Yeah. Can I just say I have your kid? And yeah, you can, and you can I actually to, come I, and watch my kid. Well, well, I, like, I have to walk my dog. Like, I need a dog or a kid. You yeah. might need something better than walking the dog. I don't know. Or you can have something else you committed to, right? Yeah. You can come up with something. But I think you need to figure out, you need to almost take this realistic stake. What's going to go? And for me, it's okay. I try to only go out one time a week. And if I do, I still mm-hmm. try to be home by like 9 or 9.30 if mm-hmm. I can, because again, I need some sleep. Yeah, yeah. I try to not overschedule on the weekends. I work close to home. That's always been really important because how, where else can you save time? Yeah. My kid's school is right near where I live. Again, yeah. I'm like always looking for ways right. to save yeah. time and make my life as easy as it could be in this situation. So I want to go back for a second to the Run the Runway days because there are very few companies that were started by two females and two female friends. Yes. You are pretty much one of like four <laughs> So there are a few, but uh, there's really not many and definitely not enough for two hands. So what was it like for you guys starting? You were friends. Were you really close friends? How did you, yeah. how did that happen? I think we had in some ways, unwittingly, the most perfect way of everything coming together. We were at business school together. We, ha- we were in the same section, so we took every single class our first year together. Did you know each other before school? We didn't know each other before school. We had known some people in common, so yeah. we met the first day. And then that, it's 90 people the whole year who you take all of your classes with. So you get to see how people think about different business mm-hmm. questions, issues, because like, you're doing case studies. So you're yeah. going through all these real business issues and problems. And so we very quickly saw that we respected each other, that we thought one another was smart, and also what our backgrounds were, mm-hmm. and realized that there was like a complementary element to our skills. So there, and there was also a level of friendship because like your section does yeah. all these things together. Right. You go on retreats, you hang out, et cetera. And we clearly had some overlapping interests in as we were interviewing for jobs, we kept seeing each other. Yeah. And so there was a lot there that gave us that foundation to know that we worked well together, mm-hmm. that we had complementary skills and that we got along well. But it wasn't a multi-year friendship that we were putting at risk, right. for yeah. example. It also wasn't something where um, we had known each other for all that wrong and everything we had known was in this business context. Yeah. So I think it was a very healthy way of almost dating before yeah. getting married. Often people don't have that opportunity. Yeah, it's very rare and I feel very yeah. lucky for that. Would you recommend business school? Well, listen, so it's such a weird, it's such a throw of the dice, right? Like for me, I met my co-founder. I started Rent right. the Runway. I mean, it's a huge part of your life. It's a huge yeah. part of it. I met all these professors who were investors in our company who introduced yeah. us to our investors. We, it was in Boston. Our investors are in Boston. Yeah. I would not be in the same exact place and role had it happened for business school. That said, what I've learned from starting Rent the Runway Mm -hmm. has been day-to-day so much more than what you learn day-to-day in business school. But I think there's like a variety of stuff that happens Mm -hmm. in business school. The thought space you get, just being in an environment that's so rich with all these people that make you think, but gives you enough time to also like, what are problems in the world? How could I be an entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. What do I yeah. want to do with my life? That's a really precious thing at business school. The contacts you meet, I genuinely leverage in so many unexpected ways. Recruiting, like forming business development yeah. deals. The network has been amazing. I wouldn't trade it. I do recommend it. It is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. So I think wrapping up. Yeah, well, I have one more question. Okay. Two, actually. What was the worst piece of advice you were ever given when you started? Okay, well, one thing that really sticks in my mind is like an HBS professor mm-hmm. who we really love, respect, admire to this day was like, don't do this. This is really hard. You're two smart girls, but let's find something else. Start a company together by all means, yeah. but don't do this. And like that, 
in retrospect, was not good advice yeah. in the sense that we did start this. It was successful. And the fact that it was hard was a big barrier to entry, competitive advantage, et cetera. But she was right. Like, she was t- it was really friggin' hard. Yeah. And there were probably a lot yeah. of things we didn't realize about how hard it was. I think one thing on that is you kind of just, no one, when we started, people said the same thing. Like, it's so hard. Like, mm-hmm. you keep hearing that word, hard, hard, hard. The reality is it's so much harder than these people even know because yeah. they haven't done it. Right. So and it's kind of. It's also when people say that to you, it's, I feel like there's something that goes off where you're like, I get it. Stop telling yeah. me that I'm doing it already. If I'm already asking you for mm-hmm. advice, you know I'm probably going to do it. It, I, I feel like that's not helpful. And it's helpful. like, you know what, if it wasn't hard, then someone else would have already right. done right. it, and it wouldn't have been this really cool opportunity that you're going after. One question I have for you to wrap up is you have been a 911 call for us many times where a lot of management stuff has come up, and we're like, what would you do? How did you deal with this? Yeah. What is the worst management mistake you've ever made? Oh, my God. I mean, I think most people will say when there's a hire that clearly isn't working out and you don't pull the plug as soon as you possibly mm-hmm. can that that's a mistake. And so the instances that come to yeah. mind usually are in that sphere. Yeah. I think that's probably it. You know, I think the other thing is, and I think of so many of the things that you guys ping me about or come to me with, and often I'm like, I totally get it. I would have been so stressed or anxious, yeah. et cetera. But maybe it's living through it for a couple more years than you or having kids because having kids makes you take shit a lot less seriously. Yeah. Like you just, well, there's only so know, much think, stress that no, can go I around. There's a reality to it. Through and yeah. like as you face different things in life, I, when I think about the stuff that used to stress me out the most, I don't even blink now. Yeah, and even like on our most stressful days, I'm like, the the level of stress I let myself get is much more compartmentalized yeah. than it was in the beginning. But I do think, you know, in many ways, you you've gone through a lot of stuff, you know, a few a few years just right before us. Yeah. And so. I'm always fascinated because we go to you as the be-all, end-all of, you've done this, you know this, like, what do we do? But when you look back, are there certain mistakes that you're just, oh my God, I can't believe I did that? Because I have so many that I like, it haunts me. I think it's kind of, I mean, part of it is what we talked about in the beginning, right? Like if you are an entrepreneur, it's kind of like you're doing that because you want to control your own destiny. Yeah. And when you deal with people, you can't control it. Yeah. And I think that part, that, that part's hard for me. You can't control an outcome. Yeah, and for someone who's, you know, type A or controlling, yeah. that's a weird feeling. I mean, there's so many things. You know, I think I've at times been like the bull in the china shop. Yeah. So like the person, the, the pro uh, is that like you get a lot of stuff done, but at times bull in china shop, you hit send on an email yeah. that goes out to like yeah. your whole board or something too soon. Yeah. And it needed 10 prep conversations and stuff that would have been like, want one or even taking time and like isn't my personality and that kind of comes to the patience thing there's an element of politics Mm -hmm. that is involved with every company Mm -hmm. um so you can get away to it from it to some extent with the startup but i think you always need to like acknowledge in managing situations that there's some of it there so uh, there's been those moments for sure but the compartmentalizing is key it's like whether you have kids and it makes you every little detail is less stressful because there's just too much otherwise to stress about or you just realize there's more in life. There's like so much else in yeah. addition that you're not going to let it ruin your day. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for joining us on the Thanks couch. Thanks for having yeah. me. Thanks We're so happy to Thanks have for letting you. me be your 911 call. Oh, well, thank you for always up. picking up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let's just cheers. cheers. Thanks, Jay. Yes. Cheers. cheers. Thanks for coming to the couch. Thanks for hanging out with us. Join us next week for another episode of Skim from the Couch. And if you can't wait until then, subscribe to our daily email newsletter that gives you all the important news and information you need to start your day. Sign up at theskim.com. That's the S-K-I-M-M dot com. Two M's for a little something extra.